calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome to the serialized audiobook of The Rookie, season one of the Galactic Football League series. Written and performed by number one New York Times bestselling novelist, Scott Sigler. The Rookie is also available in print, ebook, and unabridged audiobook. For links to purchase any version, visit scottsigler.com slash the rookie. Game 8. Ionath Krakens 5 and 2 at Glory Warpigs 6 and 1. Quith irradiated conference standings. In first place, Glory Warpigs 6 and 1. Tied for second, Ionath Krakens orbiting death with records of 5 and 2. Tied for fourth, the Wittok Pioneers and the Shebs Dockers, both at 4 and 3. Tied for sixth, the Grontak Hydras and Quith Survivors with records of 3 and 4. Tied for 8th place, the Big Diggers and the Woo Wall Crawlers with records of 2 and 5. And in last place, the Sky Demolition with a record of 1 and 6. Barnes, you're playing much better, but you've got to improve your passing. Come on, coach. I was the offensive player of the week. Can't you lighten up a bit? There is no lightheartedness in interceptions. Quentin nodded. Yeah. That throwing for 305 yards and two TDs, that was pathetic. Hokor's fur fluffed, then settled. Sure, those stats are great, but you threw three interceptions. Come on, coach, we won the damn game. Hokor's fur ruffled again, and this time it stayed ruffled. The season hangs in the balance this week, Barnes. We win, we take over first place. The Warpigs have the best secondary in the league. They're only allowing 150 passing yards a game. Quentin waved a hand dismissively. Big deal. They haven't faced us yet. We'll light them up. Pine's well enough to dress this week. Quentin suddenly sat forward, eyes narrow. I got us to this position, and you know it. Hokor's eye turned translucent black. You're not in charge here, Barnes. I am. You're starting. You've earned it for this game. But I'm letting you know that if you keep throwing interceptions, I'm sitting you down. I would have pulled you last week, but Itzhak couldn't have done any better. Pine can. Quentin felt his temper boiling up to the top, but he concentrated, holding it in check. I've studied like mad for this game. I've worked the holo sim over and over again. I know those defenders. I just won't throw any interceptions. How's that? Ball control, Hokor said. 
That's what we need. We turn it over against them, we lose. You're doing a great job, Barnes, but you're still a little rough around the edges. Don't take it personally. Oh, I don't, Quentin lied. Not at all. He stood and walked out of the office. Glad Barnes gets the start. Pine is washed up. You moron. How can you say he's washed up? He's always hurt. He got mugged for crying out loud. Mugged. This wasn't some on-field injury. Well, there was the injury earlier this year, Akbar. Hey, you don't recover from a broken femur that quick if you're fragile, you know. But he can't win the big games. What? Two Galaxy Bowls aren't big enough for you? That was years ago, Akbar. Ancient history. Well, I can't believe you people. Aside from Condor Adrienne, Pine is still the best quarterback in Tier 2. But that's Tier 2. The fans are sick of Tier 2. I'm sick of Tier 2, and so are you. Barnes is the key to Tier 1, like I've been saying all along. He's too young. Too young? Who cares? Look at what he's done so far. His come-from-behind wind over the orbiting death kept the Krakens in the playoff hunt, and he dusted the big diggers. Dusted? What game were you watching, Dan? Uh, the one where he threw two touchdown passes and ran for another? Oh, and racked up 387 all-purpose yards? Oh, that game. Is that the same game where he threw three interceptions? Why, yes, I think it is. Three interceptions against a mediocre defensive secondary that gives up an average. An average of 280 yards a game. Are you kidding me? Well, when I played the game, all we cared about was the win. Barnes got the win. That's right, Akbar. He wins games. Well, Dan, he's not going to win against the Warpigs. I'll tell you that for free. They've got the best secondary in all of football, not just Tier 2. One could easily argue that the Bartell Waterbugs or the Hullwalkers have the best secondary. Am I in a house of morons here? Am I? Those are Tier 1 teams contending for the championship this year. The best of the best. And the War Pig secondary is right up there. Look at the stats. Left corner, Kiliwang. Four interceptions. Safety, Wellington. Three interceptions and a pair of sacks. Free safety, Alamo. Two interceptions. And let's not forget right corner, Toyonaka. All pro two years running. Eight interceptions on the season, averaging more than one a game. Look, Akbar, Quentin Barnes is the future of this team. I said it before, I'll say it again. I've said it all along. Barnes needs to start. You're crazy and stupid, Dan. Pine needs to start this game. Well, Akbar, we'll see what happens at game time. Caller, thanks for the call. Next, we've got Amos from Jones 2. Hello, Amos. You're on the space. Quentin rubbed sweat from his eyes. He had never faced a secondary like this one. Arkham had robbed him blind last week, but the rest of the secondary had been mortal. The only reason Arkham had intercepted him three times was he wanted to go after her. He wanted to complete passes to her side of the field. 
Holkor had told him to avoid her, but Quentin hid from no one. You just don't give up a whole side of the field. If he'd have stayed away from Arkham, gone to the easy side of the field, he probably would have come out with no interceptions at all. But the war pigs were different. There was no easy side of the field. The war pigs didn't have anyone as good as Arkham, but they had four players who were almost in her ballpark. Four. Every time Quentin dropped back, every receiver seemed covered. And if they looked open, they probably weren't. He'd learned that lesson the hard way, throwing two interceptions in the first quarter, including one that Kelly Wang, the Warpig's corner, took to the house for a 33-yard touchdown. The secondary switched from woman to woman to zone in the same play, zone to woman to woman the next, two deep was zone under the next. The Pigs' linebackers were also damn good, covering passes over the middle and in the flat, trying to take away dump passes to the tight ends and running backs. His arm hadn't done anything for the Krakens. What had worked, however, were two pairs of human feet, his and Mitchell Fayette's. Late in the second quarter, and Fayette already had 80 yards on the ground and a TD. Quentin had added a rushing touchdown and another 40 rushing yards, mostly from scrambling because there was no one to pass to. Those two touchdowns put 14 on the board that matched the Warpigs' two TDs. Second and four in the Kraken's 22. Quentin looked to the sidelines as the Krakens huddled up. Keep it on the ground, Holkor said in his earpiece. 46 sweep right. Quentin breathed a sigh of relief, then felt a wave of anger swarm across his thoughts. What kind of a pansy was he turning into? He'd felt happy because Hokor had called a run play? Quentin called the play in the huddle, then walked to the line, marveling at how this defense had taken him right out of his game. Red 21! Red 21! Hut hut! The ball slapped into his hands. Quentin stepped to his left, planted his left foot, and pivoted backwards all the way around in a smooth motion. Holding the ball in front of him with both hands, he gently flipped it to Fayed, who moved left, five yards back in parallel to the line of scrimmage. Right guard Wen E. Derrett pulled to lead block, taking a few steps back, then scuttling right, horizontal to the line. The big key lineman got in front of Fayed, leading the running back to the outside as they both looked to cut up field. The War Pig's outside linebacker picked up the play and drove straight at Wen E. The two collided, and Fayed slipped past the block, trying to find open space. Kelly Wang, the War Pig's left cornerback, came up fast, a streaking blur of a black jersey with teal numbers and a teal helmet. Fayed tried to cut outside, but Kelly Wang dove and tripped up the running back, taking him down for a four-yard loss. Third and eight. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Quentin's stomach churned with butterflies. He had to pee. Tie game, passing down. Spread right, 22 post, Okor said, 
Look for Kobayashi's outcut. Don't go deep, Quentin. We need to hold on to the ball and play from field position. Quentin watched his team gather in the huddle. He looked back at the war pigs, who were gathering in their own huddle. Was Kelluang limping? Was she hurt? Quentin's mind raced. If she was hurt, he had to go after her. He called the play, and the Krakens lined up for the snap. 22 post held a couple of options. Haywick on a deep post down the left side, Kobayashi on an outcut, and Scarborough on a flag right, which would put her head-to-head against Kelluang deep down the field. Blue 16! Hot, hot! Quentin dropped back, ball held high, eyes watching the entire field at once. The receivers sprinted downfield in that weird, real-time slow-motion dance. He saw Kobayashi cut out to the right, where he already had a step on the linebackers. Haywick was still covered like stink on a skunk. Quentin planted and stepped up. At 15 yards, Scarborough broke right on her flag cut, a half-step ahead of Kelly Wang. Quentin fired the ball on a rope. The brown missile streaked through the air at 80 miles an hour, so fast that Kelly Wang never had a chance at it. Scarborough turned back. The ball hit her in the chest so hard it knocked her over. She slid out of bounds 20 yards downfield. First and 10 on the Kraken's 42, three minutes to play in the half. Kelly Wang turned and ran back to her huddle. She was limping just a bit. Her stats flashed through his head. Four-year veteran, played two seasons of Tier 3 ball with the New Orleans Saints of the Earth League. She'd clocked a 3.140 in full pads, while Scarborough's best was 3.2. She could also jump 22 feet in the air. And she'd missed two games last season with a fissured left lower leg. The same leg she seemed to be favoring now. Nice pass, Hokor said in his earpiece. Now back to the ground attack. Basic package, sweep left. Quentin looked to the sidelines. Hokor stood there, clipboard in hand. Pine stood next to him, helmet under his arm like a picture off a Wheaties box. But coach, Kelly Wang looks hurt. Let's go after her. Kelly Wang looks hurt? Hokor turned to Pine, who viciously shook his head no. Stick to the ground, Hokor said, turning back to look onto the field. Pine says Kelly Wang is faking it. Faking it? Just run the place that I call, Bards! Quentin jogged back to the huddle, his eye on the play clock. He had to get this play off in 15 seconds or suffer a delay of game penalty. Faking? What defensive back would fake an injury and allow a 20-yard pass? She wasn't faking. She was hurt. Okay, kiddies, Quentin said to his huddle. Let's get this play off quick. Y set, roll out left, double post. Scarborough, does Kelly Wang seem slow to you? Yes, Scarborough said. Not as fast as before. Then you bust your little rear end downfield, got it? We're going to take the wind out of their sails right now. Quentin broke the huddle and sauntered up behind center. A quick butt-a-bap on the center's carapace. Red 12! Red 12! Hut, hut! The trenches clashed as Quentin, a lefty, dropped back and rolled out to his left, eyes constantly scanning downfield. Haywick looked open for a second, but the free safety came over to help out the right cornerback taking away that option. Fayed ran a five-yard out pattern, staying in front of Quentin, while Tom Perlis shuffled to his left, 
looking to block the first defender that broke through the offensive line. The right defensive end slipped past Kiloyoet's block, then Perilous undercut the multi-legged key with a nasty head-first dive. The key crumbled clumsily to the ground, leaving Quentin completely free of pressure. Scarborough was already 40 yards downfield, and Kellyuang was a full step behind. Quentin launched the ball, a deep, arcing, perfect spiral. Come on, baby, he whispered as the ball started its descent. Suddenly, Kellyuang's small limp vanished. Her legs moved perfectly as she strode downfield, her eyes turned back to the ball. No, Quentin whispered as the ball continued downward. Kellyuang and Scarborough simultaneously leapt upwards, but Kellyuang leapt higher. She picked the ball out of the air. The two Slorno fell to the ground, just as Quentin dropped to his knees. Crap, 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 he screamed, leaning forward until his helmet touched the ground. Crap, 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 crap! Barnes! Hokor screamed in his earpiece. Get your worthless face off my field now! Quentin stood, ignoring the crowd's boos as he ran off the field. He didn't bother stopping to talk to Hokor. He just ran to the bench and sat. He wasn't going anywhere for the rest of the game, and he knew it. Pine jogged over and sat next to him. Q, you gotta stop going for the home run on every play. Go somewhere else and just die, Quentin said as he pulled off his helmet. He wanted to blame Pine, blame anyone for that matter. Wounded duck ploy, and he'd fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. I warned you, Pine said, but as usual, you don't listen. Scarborough couldn't catch a ball if I shoved it right down her throat. No, you don't, Pine said. Don't go blaming her. You threw to a covered receiver against a defender that has four interceptions this season. Six, Quentin said. That was her second of the day. Right, six. I told you all week you can't play home run ball against the war pigs, so don't you dare blame your teammate for your mistake. Didn't I tell you to go somewhere else? No, Pine said with a smile. You told me to go somewhere else and die. Big difference. Quentin wanted to knock those smiling teeth into a little pile on the ground. Pine started laughing, and Quentin wanted to tear his head right from his shoulders. Take it easy, Q. Take it easy. You bail me out enough this season. Let me bail you out this time. Oh, sure, Quentin said. Like you can just go in there and tear up their secondary? Pine nodded. Just watch me. You're playing their game. Now I'm going to make them play mine. The War Pigs managed to add insult to injury by marching downfield for a touchdown before the half, making the score 21-14. That made Quentin's stats perfect. Three interceptions, all three resulting in touchdowns. Crap, crap, crap. His mind hunted for someone to blame, but this time, the blame fell on only one being. Himself. It was his second start in a row, his fourth start of the season. He'd had starters reps in practice for two full weeks. He couldn't blame lack of practice time. He couldn't blame poor coaching. For crying out loud, he'd been warned right before the play that took him out of the game. No one to blame but himself. It was a new feeling, and one he didn't like at all. Not one bit. It occurred to him 
suddenly and savagely, that for most of his problems, he'd really had no one to blame but himself all along. In the second half, Pine wasted no time. He opened up with an entire series of X-set, which put four wide receivers on the field. The Warpigs started out in woman-to-woman, which left the slower free safety covering either Mesquitic or the blindingly fast rookie Denver. Pine showed his repaired legs were as good as new, rolling out to escape inside blitzes and giving Denver more time to make long crossing routes where her superior speed gained her a couple of steps. His first three plays were three completions for 7, 16, and 9 yards. He scrambled on the fourth play, a very unpine thing to do, picking up a first down before sliding to the ground to avoid a hit. The home crowd ate it up. After a half of interceptions and incompletions, they screamed their heads off for anything positive. Quentin watched as Haywick drove deep downfield against Toyonaka, the two speedsters a combined flash of orange and black, white, black, and teal. The ball was in the air before Haywick even stopped, and when she turned, it hit her dead in the chest. Toyonaka was faster, but at such speeds, her reaction time wasn't enough to match deadly pinpoint passing on a timed route. 15 yards. Pine ran the same play again for 12 yards. He was merciless. He ran the same play a third time, but pump faked when Toyonaka anticipated the throw. Haywick shot downfield as Pine launched a soft fade pass. Toyonaka tried to catch up, but Haywick brought the ball in as delicately as a mother holding her new baby. The crowd roared so loud, Quentin wondered if the anti-radiation dome might collapse on their heads. Ariok Morningstar knocked in the extra point. Kraken's 21, Warpig's 21. Quentin shook his head in amazement. Toyonaka was an all-pro, and Pine had gone right after her, victimizing her in just three plays. Jealousy burned in his chest as Pine put the Krakens on the board two of the next three possessions, one on a 21-yard field goal by Morningstar, and the other on a lucky break when Kaluang fell while trying to tackle Denver. The stumble turned a short out pattern into a 67-yard touchdown. He only got one chance to tackle Denver. The Warpigs came back, but the Kraken's defense showed new energy in the second half. Two fumbles killed critical Warpig drives. The momentum steadily dripped over to the Kraken side of the field. Fayad broke a long 52-yard run, his longest of the season, to put the final nail in the coffin. The clock ticked down to 0-0-0. Kraken's 38, Warpigs 28. The team ran off the field, and into the locker room, the feeling of elation running rampant through their hearts and minds. They were now in sole possession of first place, one game away from a Tier 2 tournament and a possible Tier 1 berth. courtesy of Galaxy Sports Network. The impossible comeback looks possible, but which quarterback will lead the INF Krakens 6-2 into the final game against the Quist Survivors 3-5? The Krakens musical chairs quarterbacking continued this week in a 
28-28 win over the Glory Warpigs, 6-2. Rookie QB Quentin Barnes started the game, but couldn't handle the pressure of the Warpigs' top-rated defensive secondary. Veteran Donald Pine led the Krakens to the win. After a 1-2 start, the Krakens have won five straight and now need to beat the Survivors to win the Quith Irradiated Conference title. Orbiting Death, 5-3, pounded the Big Diggers, 3-5, by a score of 31-17. The Grontac Hydras, 4-4, four four, topped the Sky Demolition, 1-7, by a score of 21-12. The Sheb Stalkers, 5-3, defeated the Quith Survivors, 3-5, by a score of 17-10. And the Wittuck Pioneers, 5-3, trounced the Woo Wall Crawlers, 2-6, by a margin of 52 to 3. Deaths. No deaths reported this week. Week 8 Players of the Week. Offense. Mayville, receiver, Glory Warpigs. 12 catches for 191 yards, 3 touchdowns. Defense. Sven Dropner, outside linebacker, Quith Survivors. 12 tackles and 2 sacks. You have been listening to The Rookie, Season 1 of the Galactic Football League Series. Produced by Ariok Morningstar, with post-production by Steve Rickyberg. Written and performed by Scott Sigler. For more information on Scott and more free stories, go to scottsigler.com. Theme music is the song The Kids Are Coming For You by the band Super Weapon. Superweaponband.com. You're trying to say I'm going in the air The kids are coming for you Nothing you can do Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.